Yo. Got Ryan Hello. and Sam, are you there? I am here. Hello. Nice. People were wondering what happened with the announcements because they haven't heard they haven't heard back from you since the announcements show. Yeah. Yeah, I was taken away to a secret prison for two weeks, but I was just released about an hour ago. <laughs> so first order of business was to check with you on the uh, podcast timing. You know, I, I do just want to say this, and this isn't just like me patronizing people who listen to this podcast, but every week I I am encouraged by the smartassness of people's comments on social media about about something. At least one or two. Occasionally, five, six, seven people will respond to something really clever about something that happened on the podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's all. It's it just yeah, no, I, the good I, I like it. Whoever's doing that, whoever's a smartass and, and saying funny shit on social media, keep it up. <laughs> they're, they're, keep it up. There may be rewards in the future. For <laughs> <laughs> we do have a lot of good listeners. Like you never, you never know how many people are listening. And I yeah. think, I think they're. All we ask, like, we, we just do this for fun at this point. It's not like, I mean, of course, one day we'd like to do this as a, a radio show, but we all have jobs. So at this point, we we really do it just for fun and because we know that the listeners like it. That's the only reason why we do it at yep. this point. So Well, and for and for the product placement spiffs we get. So. Yes, yeah, like Chipotle. <laughs> like Chipotle. <laughs> Try try the barbonita. What's have it called? Tried the, have you guys tried the new bar, the, the new carnitas? They are fantastic. And for seven for six ninety five, you really can't beat it for dinner. There is nothing worse than a guy with a limp spoon at Chipotle. Like I like the deep spoon guy, the guy who like digs in deep, like he's digging sand. Not the limp spoon guy. You know what I'm talking about? Not really. Someone, workers or customers? No, the workers. The guy with the limp spoon, like he well, like he he did he. Digs it in and there's meat falling off. Not that deep dig, like where he digs deep in and he has it's like heaping with meat. You know what I'm talking about? Not really. No, not really. You'll notice because I, mean, I actually I went there today. Saying. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I, it's not a thought I've ever had. Yeah, I know what you're trying to do, but I don't like it. Well, you want extra meat, right? Don't or do you just like three pieces? You're happy with just anything they give you? Why? 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 Why do you go out of your way to fight for extra, like small chunks of meat, like? <laughs> I mean, what is the big deal, honestly? Like, I don't go in there like just hoping that there's a guy with a deep spoon. I just go in there and like, I'll just take the amount they give me. I don't know. I'm with that. How you are? Like any fast food place you go to, you go in like with like a chip on your shoulder, hoping that they <laughs> give you more or else. That's I'm with Sam. I, when I go into Chipotle, I just assume they're going to make mine. You know, those burritos are always stuffed. I've never come out of Chipotle and been like. This is all air. Where's the, yeah. the filling? I mean, <laughs> yeah. they usually do a pretty decent job, and I'm never... So when I finished Chipotle, I would never be like, oh, man, I really should have pushed for more meat that didn't have enough meat. <laughs> well, that's it. The meat, you have no choice. I, I, If they don't give me a deep spoon of meat, I punish them on the back end. So anything I, I get, I say extra corn, then I'll say extra cheat. Like, everything I'll get extra just to punish them on the back end. I, just, if, I, feel, like, I feel like you're... You have too many like strategies when it comes to your fast food eating habits. Like it's always it's very adversarial with you. You go in there like with like these ridiculous expectations. I mean, the expectation should just be like, I'm hungry, I want to get food, and that's it. You go in there like, you know, oh, is it going to be a deep spoon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fucked up. It really, it really is. It's not normal. No, it's not. You're, you're going to punish them on the back end. And I also. Yeah. 
we've told you this about a dozen times, probably more. The people, serve, the, the guy with the deep spoon or the limp spoon, that's not their food. It's not coming out of their pocket. You're not punishing anyone. You're not, it's not like you're sticking it to Bram. But I am because the guy with the limp spoon is one of those assholes that cares. For instance, uh, you know, the guy, well, it's, it's probably a great example. I can't be putting all this meat on your... If he didn't care, he wouldn't. He really wouldn't care, and he'd put more on. If I said, could I have more meat? He'd be like, that's double the price. Abe, you're giving these guys way too much credit. I think they just want to punch the time clock, make a few burritos, and get the hell out of there. Well, that's true. Yeah, they're really not that protective over the carnitas. I don't think they really give a shit. It just when I if, when if I went he's not, if, if someone's like got a limb spoon and they're not doing the deep spoon routine, it's not because he's trying to to skimp for Chipotle's bottom line. He just doesn't give a shit about what he's doing at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it right. did piss me off because he put he gave me a limp spoon and like half of it flew off, right? And he didn't go back <laughs> in to like get more in there. And then the guy behind me is like, double chicken, please. And he did two deep spoons on there. It was like, whoosh, like deep as fuck, heaping the first one, then deep as fuck, heaping on the second one. So that guy got two deep, heaping spoonfuls, and I got one that was limp as fuck that all fell off. God, this sounds super gay right now. <laughs> I don't know why it sounds gay. Well, you know, just play back the last 20 seconds. Deep, deep heaping fuck. That's all I kept hearing. <laughs> the guy behind him got two deep heaping fucks. <laughs> I like. I like. <laughs> I mean, come on, Sam. What are you, Sam, how what are you, what are you how, doing, Sam? How about the great service we got at the Ronda Rousey fight? How about that? Oh waitress? yeah, that was that was a real class act. Speaking of um, what, what, for, what, Sam and I went to a shitty like. Uh, scumbag and gangbanger bar to watch the Ronda Rousey fight, where it was all it was all like fat rednecks, and then like gangbangers. So that's that that always makes for a great combination. Like everyone in there, if you look at them the wrong way, they all want to fight. Did you not know where you were going? You don't know. Actually, you know it's funny, Ryan. It's funny you mentioned that because it, so it's in like I'm not going to say anything about the place, but it's in like the western suburbs in mm-hmm. an area that's actually considered to be really nice. So I was surprised that. I was surprised by the clientele in that place. When I walked in, I felt like I was uh, I was in Abe's neighborhood, uh, <laughs> and, and that that was surprising to me. <laughs> what was with the service? Just just well, first of all, so I'm like, hey, can I get food? She said, yeah, yeah, and then I gave her this order, and then a bunch of people ordered different shit. She didn't write anything down, and we're like, you know, she's gonna fuck it up. So I got a burger with like extra mayo, and I got like these spicy garlic wings. And she brings out hot wings, and then there was no mayo. And she didn't bring mayo for the entirety of the night. Like, I asked... She's probably a listener, she's probably a listener and she's, she's doing a, a, yeah. a rogue intervention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a lot worse than that. I mean, a lot of us didn't get our food at all over the course of four hours. A lot of us didn't get any of our drinks. And it was funny, because usually people who, like, when you order and they don't write it down, it's usually, like, they almost do it to kind of, like, show off because they... You know, they're able to, like, memorize it all, and you're, like, impressed. Right, right. Oh, wow. But this woman, like, didn't write it down, and because she didn't write it down, like, it was either all wrong, or she just didn't bring it. And then at the <laughs> end, like, she gave us, like, seven checks. <laughs> like, checks with some of our stuff, checks, like, from the other day, checks with, like, four <laughs> random items. It was really weird. <laughs> 
Sam, aren't aren't you at the point where you're just done with the stupidity? Like, wouldn't you rather just order the fight at your house than be around all these scumbags at this point? I actually offered that, and nobody wanted to do it. No, I know, but I'm just realizing lately that I just don't have time to be around any stupidity anymore. Like those guys who are ready to take their shirt off and fight at any time. You weren't on last week. I I was talking about a guy at the gym last week. I mean, I'm I'm just... You know what a rule of thumb is, like, Fight fans are really not the. I mean, I'm a fight fan. Um, I'm a big fight fan, but I think for the most part, fight fans are not the most savory group. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't. I don't want to spend. I really don't want to spend any time around fight fans unless I have to. Um, and yeah, I'd rather spend sixty dollars and just not get beat up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like Sam, when we left, you, Danny Gaga, and I were all standing on the corner, right? And then yeah. I walked to a residential block, and you guys walked to another residential block. When I walked, there were like eight gangbangers who came behind me, and and they I, the whole time I thought I was hitting that, hitting that back of the head with a baseball bat because they were like not they weren't talking to me at all, but they were talking to each other, real obnoxious and loud. The one guy kept using the N word. Yeah, yeah, nah, you came up, you came up. He had a voice like this. I don't know why they all have these deep voices. You came up, bro. You came up. He kept saying you came up, and then the one guy was all fucked up, and they they were all talking loudly. And the whole time, I was trying to like establish, uh, you know, just at least so I could get him in my sight line. I was trying to do like a three quarter turn so I could see like around me at least. Look, yeah. Nothing happened, but it's just funny that you would be at a bar and then you're expecting to hit hit in the head with a bat. You know what's actually weird about that? So I I don't think I ever mentioned this to you, but uh, so when I was going home. I was getting back on the expressway to go back to the city. Um, and when I got on the expressway, have you guys ever seen like um, like a safety check on the expressway where they're stopping people yeah. and pulling them over to check if they were drinking? Yeah. So I, I got, and I was, you know, I was just drinking the, my typical Arnold Palmer's all night. So I wasn't drinking, <laughs> but. What a I, horrible, um, what, what, what a stupid drink to get to. An Arnold Palmer, yeah. please. No, I, just, I just like it. It's, it's tasty. I know, but I hate when you order it. An Arnold Palmer. Oh, okay. So, how, what should I order? <laughs> half lemonade, half tea. Yeah, that's what you okay. should say. Uh, all right, I'll, uh, I'll take. I'm going to do an Arnold. He always, Sam always says this. I'm going to do an Arnold Palmer. I've never said that once, but so, <laughs> anyways, so I never saw this happen. So they were actually stopping all the cars, making you roll your window down. They were like sniffing in the car. Sniffing? And I swear there were like 50, yeah, like they was they were like drunk for alcohol. So they let me go. Uh, surprisingly, they let me go. Um, but they were like. 15 cars uh, to the side where they were, there was like a line of people like doing the um, the DUI test where they were touching their nose. Um, it was kind of, I've never seen that before where they like did it like in a group. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what happened? Were you just like, not me! I have three auto pullers and I can prove it! <laughs> no, no, they, no, no. They, they just, you just pull up, they, they ask you to roll, they just do the thing to roll the window down, then they just look in and they say, okay, go ahead, that was it. They don't make you I go. Didn't, like, say, they oh, God, can I, I see what's going on here? I didn't like say that. <laughs> Sam, they didn't make you go like this? <sighs> no. Hey, boy, <laughs> let me smell your breath. <sighs> so usually in those situations, I always feel like I'm going to get, like, stopped and frisked. Like, I think I probably look rather, like, suspect. I don't know. But um, <laughs> they, they, they actually let me go. I don't know. The cop must have been a liberal or something. I, I don't know why. <laughs> he must have been a liberal. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I've had bad luck with cop, with police officers. I mean, and I, that's not disrespectful. I, you know, I do. There are a lot of great cops out there. Um, I want to make a point of that. Um, 
You've had bad luck with <laughs> cops. I can't remember you ever having anything bad happen to you with a cop. Well, no, when I was when I was younger. Oh, but I still, that's because you were an I asshole. Harbor, I, I still I still harbor resentment over it. Those were <laughs> those were during Sam's brash young pill popping days. <laughs> I wonder if cops. If you're a cop, do you like checkpoints like that? You know, I mean, that almost seems like it would make your job way easier than just. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it's like it's like drunk. it's like throwing out a big net and trying to catch fish instead exactly. of sitting there and fishing for yeah. one at a time. Exactly, it's like that, fishing with dynamite. Different. Exactly, it's like you take a <laughs> pontoon boat out and a, a little cup of worms at six a.m. Yeah. and just hope for a bite, or do you yeah. just cast like you take out the the boats from, from you know from from uh, what's that show called? Uh, yeah, deepest. Titanic, what's it called? Uh, Titanic. No, no. What's that show called where they go crab fishing? Like, deadliest catch. Right. Deadliest Those, <laughs> catch nets. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's like. And I feel like yeah. that would be fun too, right? Like I would almost... say that it actually looks fun. Yeah, You're, I think I would. If that's I the one thing I would enjoy. It, it would break up the monotony. You're not like, you know, you're not alone either. Exactly, you're not alone. You have a whole crew around you. You're just get, you get to look yeah. at everyone. You get to smell them. Yeah, convincing with the public. Yeah. I guess what I can compare that to, Sam, is remember when you worked at Walmart for 30 days or whatever, you know, when you got to unload pumpkins with, like, 10 other guys and all you did was just talk? Yeah, well, the- when, I, when I was 17, guys. No, I know, so but I'm saying, like, normally, like, if they, if, they, if they sent me alone to go unload pumpkins, it would suck. But if you're in there with all the guys together, why, that makes it much more... Why do you remember more- that? I don't, I, don't, I don't remember unloading pumpkins 18 years ago. I mean, why do you, why do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all I have, <laughs> right? Isn't it? Do is, you find it weird how like all the Walmart memories are so crystallized in Abe's brain? But like, <laughs> he couldn't tell you what he had for dinner an hour ago. <laughs> I mean, I, at this point, though, I expect it. Like, I, I he could probably walk us through if we say November thirteenth, two thousand or nineteen ninety seven. Tell me what you did at Walmart. I mean, chances are he's got a pretty good. Yeah, grip on all things right. Yeah. yeah, me and Birdo went to Subway. At Birdo, me and Birdo. There probably was. I probably didn't go with a guy named Birdo. Birdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Birdo and I went to Rick and Betty's. We got breaded steak sandwiches. Then we ate them in the break room, and then we were doing elbow drops in the receiving onto paper towels. Did Sam really unload pumpkins? Is that a thing, Abe? I think you did, right, Sam? I, I know. I, I don't, maybe. I don't know. I don't recall unloading pumpkins in night. I think I remember I him. Really the only reason I remember is because he was all dirty, and he's like, oh, I was unloading pumpkins. <laughs> so wait, so what? They got a truck of pumpkins, and I just, you just. Yeah, for some reason, they asked you to unload them. They would have, why, why would they? I worked in electronics. Why would I be unloading pumpkins? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes they did that. Uh, I, I have no recollection. Yeah. Although if you said it happened, I guess it may have. I don't know. I'm busy snacking the CDs. Why do you need me to do the pumpkins? <laughs> Get Birdo and Lil Puppet. Yeah, the, uh, Sam, Sam, we're ready to rock. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not ready to rock. I'm making out here in the electronics department. You know what's hilarious, Ryan? Sam got a job in the electronics department because he, quote, had experience working at Electronics Boutique, a video game store in the mall. But, I mean, it's funny. That is experience. No, I know. I know. I know. But but just think about that, Ryan. Like, it matters that he worked at a video game store. Like, like he has, he's that I much. It, I think it matters. He's that I much more qualified sure. than any other moron they bring off the street I, to work but, at the electronics store. But, 
but actually he is because when you look at it in the prism of Walmart, like that's a minor thing, but to them it's like they're sifting through applications like just paroled from prison. Uh, right. I, I've done a lemonade stand. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. And then when Sam actually, it's not even necessarily the electronics boutique. It's that it's mainly that he worked in, he had a job yeah. somewhere else. Well, and no record. Isn't it funny, Sam, that you were willing to leave that cush job for like a dollar fifty raise per hour? Yeah, well, that's why I was only there for uh, 17 hours and went back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, how did you get your job back? What did you just say? I hate Walmart. Can you please hire me back? I remember walking in there one day, and I, I remember, like, during lunch, because I was right across the street, and I remember my manager at the time, his name was Delano, um, I remember saying, hey, he's like, how's it over there? I'm like, it sucks. He's like, oh, do you want a job back? And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay. He's like, can you start tomorrow? And I was like, sure. And I think I just, I don't think I went back. I think I just. <laughs> Damn. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I ever quit. I think I it's just started. like Lex Luger showing up on Nitro. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good God. I was, still under, I was still under contract. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh shit! What's Sam Cannon doing here at EP Electronics Boutique? Yeah, that gotta be Sam Cannon. He's back. <laughs> He's wearing his Walmart vest. <laughs> Just throw right in the garbage. Say, like, I have to say, for for a young nerd, there's nothing better than working at a video game store. Like that was a great job for like high school. I wish I would have um, got it. Now that now looking back it on really, it, it really was. It really wasn't like work. I wish, looking no, yeah, back now, I, yeah. that I would have got a, a, a job in the mall. Because that, that, well, actually, that Walmart job was funny because I didn't do anything. But it must be much more fun working in the mall. Yeah, I like working in the mall. Um, but, I mean, at a certain point, it's not cool to work at the mall anymore. Um, but definitely, <laughs> it, you know, for that, I don't mean that. I, and, again, I don't mean, I should, that sounded bad. I didn't mean that in an offensive way. If you work in a mall, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's awesome. But um, I think most people that work at a mall hate working at a mall. I mean, I, I don't think it, you're not offending anyone because if, if anyone's okay, listening right. right now that works in retail, like oh. they are, they work at the yeah. Gap. It's not like they're most. I, I've never heard anyone say I work at the Gap in the mall and it is a dream job. I love it. <laughs> no, most people say yeah. that retail sucks. Yeah, I, you know, I think it was like I think at least when we were kids, like in the late '90s, like I think that um, the mall was still kind of cool. And like if you were a kid working at the mall, it was cool. It was, like all your friends were always at the mall. So it's kind yeah. of like a social meeting point anyways. It's almost like working at the park. Um, right. I don't know. I definitely, like, if I worked at a mall today as an adult, like, it would probably be very depressing. And yes. I would probably hate everybody there. And Sam, can I ask you, I'm going to ask you a question about the oh, yeah, EV job. So is that a position where people come in looking for advice? Like, were you in a position to counsel people on what they were oh. buying and if it was a mistake? For sure, yeah. No, I... Uh, I You're making a I huge had, uh, mistake! I had, we had... Uh, deep discussions about uh, the gaming industry and purchasing, sure. Twista. So, I mean, the rapper Twista used to come in there. Was it the type of thing, Sam, where people would come in and say, hey, I'm looking to buy a new console but not sure which one to get? What do you recommend? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. We had a lot of that. People would really, I mean, especially back then, especially like, because it's so like adults back then who really didn't even know gaming. Only, you know, they were, they were, they were, they weren't exposed to gaming as kids. I think things have changed, but like, Especially if they were coming in and talk about like buying games for their kids, like they would ask for, they would trust us, like right. with 100% certainty. So our recommendations were exactly what they would buy. And that's interesting so, because yeah. there's not, I, I, I don't, I can't think of a lot of other retail things. Like people aren't walking into Walmart and seeing Abe with a, a push broom and being like, "Hey, I'm looking for some new socks. What can a you recommend?" Yeah, no, push broom. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, right? I've never thought about it, but it's totally true. 
Only <laughs> through, like, of all the retail jobs I've had, like, in high school and through college, like, that's the one job where you actually are, like, um, entrusted by your community. Right. Like, you're considered somewhat of an authority, yeah. where if you walk into Walmart, you're, like, dodging the people that work there, hoping they don't talk to you. I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that's odd about video game stores, and I know, like, a lot of games people purchase online now, but there's a weird, like, game store culture that still exists to this day. You go into an EB or our GameStop now, um, EB is Electronics like these, Boutique, if you yeah, don't know what that is. That's right, that, video they, game GameStop store. bought them out. Um, but if you go in there, you'll see, like, these GameStop groupies who kind of, like, come in and hang out all evening with yes. the workers. Hey, fellas. <laughs> I, mean, no, for, I mean, seriously, that's, and, and it's still like that to this day. I mean, why, do I, they always I, have, why do they always have, like, a, a long, uh, like, a ponytail and dandruff, most of them? Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But, I mean, it, it, it's not like, you know, people don't go in and hang out at the, at the local Walmart to, like, you know, to socialize with the employees. But definitely at EB, like, we used to have people who would, like, come in there and sit there the entire evening. I mean, I was there to, like, work to get paid. And they would come in just to, like, hang out and talk about Tekken and uh, Battle Arena. <laughs> Sam, were you was that your uniform, that sleeveless vest you would wear with the white T-shirt underneath, or did, did you just decide to wear that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay. Well, that was what you wore every time. I'm asking you, know, you if that was a year. Sweater vests were, were in style back then, number one. You probably had one, too. Ryan, so. yeah, wouldn't you assume that I did, did not have one? Because you've even said I've always had the same type of outfits. Yeah, I, I don't. I bet Abe, didn't, Abe may have had yeah, a sweater vest that his mom bought for him that he had to wear for special occasions. Yeah, Abe, Abe's always, that's right. Abe's always been out of style. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but was that sweater vest the uniform? You know the answer to that. You I don't know. know. I'm asking no you a question. You, so you think that they made me buy a sweater vest as a uniform with a white t-shirt underneath? <laughs> Moron. <laughs> but where, did you at least have to wear those colors, blue on tan pants? You actually, they, so they, they almost had this really weird business casual dress code. I remember that you could just wear like a t-shirt and jeans. That may have changed now. Uh, but you had to wear like, it was the more like um, like low level office worker clothes, like right. khakis and um, like you know button down short short sleeve shirt or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, something to set you apart from the guys who are in there to hang out, right? To, exactly. give, yeah. to give you just a yeah. slight air yeah. of, of like prominence <laughs> over them. Yeah. yeah, just so you're not wearing like a Tekken shirt with like a pepperoni stain on the front, like every other guy. Yeah, where's it, Sam? Sam Kelly, my go-to guy for video games. What's new, Sam? Well, we have Starfighter 3 that came out today. I like that one myself. You want me to throw it in the bag and call it a day? Well, hang on. Can I ask you a couple more questions? You want to get me out of here? Is in a hurry today? <laughs> you know not in a hurry, Merlin. I'll talk to you all day about Star Fox 3. <laughs> So, uh, Merlin. what's the uh, dynamite situation in this one? <laughs> what do you ask, Merlin? Why don't you buy the new Nintendo Power that has all that info? Are you trying to upsell me? Upsell you? It comes free with the game. <laughs> oh, sold. Yo, Sam. Sam, put Sam on the big board. Sam did another one. Big Sam sold another game. Thanks, Delano. <laughs> oh shit! You go, boy. <laughs> hey, Delano, put me on the big board. 
Just sold another Star Fox 3 with Nintendo Power subscription. <laughs> and then, Sam. I, I, I have been looking for Delano for 15 years. I, Delano, if you're listening, please uh, email Abe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have been looking for that guy for a long time. You know what's funny? Just, just real quick, before we move off of video games, I was thinking about it the other day, like, and we've talked about this before, where when tickets would go on sale, you would actually go wait in line. Oh, yeah, all the time. And wait for Ticketmaster. Yeah. And, you know, I know Abe's big into nostalgia from, from those days, but, and I was thinking about two specific things, waiting in line for tickets and, like, blowing in Nintendo games to try to get them to work. <laughs> and if you think about, if you really think about it, those are two very, like, fond nostalgic memories for people yeah. of our, our age. If you think about it, there's nothing nostalgic. I mean, really, those are two of the worst things. One is waiting in line. <laughs> waiting in line for anything is the worst. Oh, it's horrible. You'd be freezing. It'd be nine in the morning. You'd, we'd have to walk, like, miles. But even now, I mean, there's nothing worse than waiting in line for anything, whether it's food, amusement park rides, right. at a store to check out. Waiting in line is the worst. But for some reason, I, I, I think back fondly on waiting in line for tickets to go on sale. <laughs> well, you know, wait, wait, wait. You mentioned that, Ryan? I was, I was going to say, I add to that. You know, I've, I've kind of noticed this before. Like, I feel like nostalgia always revolves around like things that have improved over time. Like, we oh, have yeah. nostalgia about those moments that were more difficult for us. And right. we like, and romanticize I, them. But exactly. And, and so the other one is blowing in Nintendo games or coming up with the tricks to get them to work. You'd almost pass and, out. Yeah, and if you think about it now... There's nothing worse than when something won't work. Like if you're, if you're plugging your phone and it's <laughs> exactly. not taking a charge. Exactly. Right. Or yeah. like, you can't get something to work? That's the worst. Do you I remember? Why that's such a fond memory. Do you remember you'd yeah, put we your... just cook it. I remember spending half an hour on a Nintendo game just to get it to play for three minutes, and then you put it on, and, like, the battery is dead, <laughs> and you've lost your progress. But do you remember you'd have, your, you'd have your lips inside that little crack, and you'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> And then you'd be hitting it. Yeah. Brian, did you did you apply rubbing alcohol to the cartridges? Oh yeah, I did. Every, I did all the tricks. Yeah. <laughs> the Q-tips. Everyone, everyone have Q-tips and and alcohol. Yep. yep. And then and so then there was the other thing where if you put it in, you have to kind of push it to the right a little bit. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that and then was actually it. the most effective one. I remember yeah. that would work better than anything. But, but think about today, if a product that was so popular came out with such inferior gameplay methodology, <laughs> like, they, wouldn't, they would either recall them or never sell one. You know, oh, my God, yeah. Everyone. Yeah, how come? I didn't know how you come? guys back then. Think, think about that. I didn't know yeah. you guys back then. I didn't know Jill back Jill, Jill, my girlfriend Jill, grew up in California. She had Nintendo, and we were talking about it the other day. She had to do the same thing. How do kids around the country and the world know these little tricks? Well, that is, that is amazing. That is amazing when, like, a lot of things like that, how everybody, it wasn't like social media or, like, the internet today where everything is, like, online, so you know exactly what everyone's doing. Back then, we had no idea had what anybody around the country was doing. Yes. Well, yeah, everybody well, learned to do those stupid tricks. Ryan, that's the question, though. How did you learn how to blow into a game? Did you see someone do it first? And how did you know about alcohol with Q-tips? Because at yeah, some point, know. at some point, what, your Nintendo didn't work and you weren't playing for months, and then you went over to, like, <laughs> Sam's house, and he's like, <laughs> you're like, what are you doing, Sam? Blowing in my game, of course. <laughs> that fix it? I mean, you're right. It, it it was an inferior product that almost never worked. And everyone right. just accepted. Like, no one ever thought about returning. Like, even if you brought right. it back to Toys R Us and said, my Nintendo doesn't work, they'd say, what do you mean it doesn't work? Well, I have to blow into the game. Well, that's how it is. That's how it's made. Yeah. 
that's what you got to do. Meanwhile, you know, I don't, I don't ever remember it working. Like even when it was new, I remember blowing in games. Like it never worked right. <laughs> Nintendo was really like a piece of shit. I mean, I know if we have fond memories about the games, but I mean, as a piece of hardware, it was a piece of garbage. Yeah. But Ryan, I will tell you this: you went to Danny Gaga's house. I swear to God, his Nintendo worked like a commercial. Like the Nintendo commercials, you put the game in, you hit play or whatever. It would, it, you hit power. It would immediately turn on. He never blew into a game once. It made no you know why? sense. He, every night he made he made his parents disassemble it and do a deep cleaning for two hours every night. <laughs> <laughs> they, cleaned every, they cleaned every part with rubbing alcohol every night. But wait, every one of his games, he would stick it in, push down, and hit power, and it worked beautifully. It was so weird. I don't know why. I don't know why that is? He's the only one who had one that worked. I don't get it. And, and he, mean, he had all of his I, I games. Think he still in... works. I think he still plays it. <laughs> does he? No, I, I think he does. I think he said he still has it set up and it works. Remember when they made the new Nintendo that was a top-loading Nintendo? Yeah. Like towards the very yeah. end? Yep. That probably made more sense. That one probably worked. Well, see, that's, uh, so, that's the, so the actual problem with the NES was the, was the front-loading mechanism that the, the, um, the chip inside the cartridge wouldn't lodge properly into the receptor. Yeah. So when you top load it, um, it, it didn't leave any any room for like jankiness. So all huh. basically all the alcohol and the blowing really didn't do shit. That's why when you would slightly nudge it to the left or right, that would actually be more effective because you're trying to like, get that chip flush with the um, ah, whatever yes. the receptor was. Very, very interesting. And that Merlin is why you need to get a Sega Genesis. <laughs> Really? <laughs> well, no, but if, you, if you notice, after the NES, every single cartridge system was a top-loading system before CD-ROM. Did you guys have the Sega CD? The, we had Genesis, but not Sega CD. I got Sega CD. What a mistake that was! That was what garbage. That, that sucked. Was garbage. What was wow. the game? It came with Sewer Rat. I think it was called No Sewer Sewer, Rat. sewer Shark. Sewer Shark. Sewer Shark. That's right. Sewer Shark. <laughs> Did you have Night Trap? I don't remember. But I, that was I the game they, with Dana Plato. I don't. I don't think I had that. But they really only that thing was on the market for so short. And I think in total there were about ten games for Sega CD. It, it was. It was a, just a disaster. You know what's funny? Danny Gaga had the Sega CD, and he wouldn't let us play any of the other games besides Sewer Shark. And this is no lie. We had to sit it when we would stay, stay at his house for a sleepover. We would get to play Sewer Shark, and then we'd have to watch him play all the cool games. And he wouldn't let us play any of the cool games. What an asshole! Why would you? Be <laughs> <friends with that? laughs> Why did he do that? Brian, did you have did you have Super Nintendo? Yeah. You know, oddly enough, so the Super Nintendo actually had a competitor to Sega CD. Um, it was actually called the Sony PlayStation. Um, and what happened was they were working on a PlayStation adapter for the SNES, and Nintendo ended up nixing it because they wanted like more um, proprietary rights or more of a more profit from what Sony was doing. So Sony actually said, "Fuck you!" So they created their own system. And that's huh. why we have PlayStation today. If Nintendo didn't do that, Nintendo would probably still be dominating consoles, but because they got greedy, they let Sony go out on their own. So yeah. Sony was actually making a Sega CD competitor. That's crazy. Yeah. Remember like the Mark Factory. Remember the Marky Mark uh, Sega CD video? Like you could buy the video. Yeah. Like, what was it? Yeah. Just the music video, or was it a game? Actually, I don't remember. But I do you probably like hit one button in the middle of the video or something. The only game I always wanted terrible. for Sega CD was Revolution X. Remember the Aerosmith game, the Aerosmith shooting game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that game was terrible. God. <laughs> back, wait, real quick. Back to that Ronda Rousey fight. When 
Isn't it interesting how everyone turned on her completely? Like, as soon as she lost, everyone on social media is like, fuck that bitch. She's a piece of shit. Like, it seemed like everyone loved Ronda Rousey literally three minutes before she got knocked out, and then everyone instantly hated her. Well, you know what's funny, though? You Remember you and I were talking before the fight, and everything that they're saying about her now, I was saying before the fight about how she's gotten too cocky, she's gotten too full of herself, like she's not the same person. And then everyone's like, oh, no, she's the greatest. And then the moment she got knocked out, everybody turned on. Yeah. But hold on. Let me ask you a question, because I think there, there's two. There's a difference between turning on her and then just having fun with the fact that she, she lost. Like, remember when Pacquiao lost? They were, people were sending out those memes of him. Yeah, like, yeah that was just like a dudes. joke. That was like fun. More, a lot more and fun. And I think there, there has been some of that with Ronda. Like, yeah. You know, Sam sent me, like, the, or someone sent the, the like, a, like, the kid at Radiohead. Yeah, that was, that was, was me, it the yeah. Yeah, like, you know, her face on the cover of the Radiohead CD. And those are fun. Those are, like, funny, clever things where it doesn't feel like hate. But then you're right, Neil. I think there are, there is a, a, a movement of people just turning on her yeah. and, and yeah, saying she's a piece it, of shit. It's definitely an important distinction because you're right. I mean, there's, like, there's like all the memes and stuff, but then there's the people who are like, she's been exposed, she's a terrible fighter, she's right, right. never any good. It's like, you're the same people who are saying... Like what a boss she was! Like the you know, greatest yeah. fighter of all time, forever. Right. Now she, now she couldn't be. You know, she still never come back. She'll never win another fight. It's like, wait a second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like now she's the biggest piece of shit fighter ever, just based on one loss, according to all these people. It is interesting, though. I've been fascinated with how she's handled this afterward. It is it's weird. Kind of like I mean, what, let's, Ryan, Ryan, let's wait before you say that. Let's Danny go. Gaga. Oh. What's I just I, I just sent Danny Gaga a text to call in. Danny Gaga, I, I need to talk to you really quick about your video games. Well, real quick, uh, Ronda right. Rousey. Going back, Ryan, before you mentioned thing you were going to say, if you go on abecannon.com, we did her first ever like long form radio interview. Like right. it's a thirty, it's on there right now. Go go to the website. It was from 2011. We had her on before anyone, and she was. If you listen back to that interview, she was the nicest person. You couldn't imagine, like, what it's, it's almost like she's become something else. And, Ryan, go ahead, explain mm-hmm. what you were just about to say about the her walking through the airport. Well, just, like, there was a video today that I saw walking through the airport where she's holding a pillow. she got her hair over her face and a pillow over her hair. And she's letting her boyfriend, what's his name, Travis? Travis Brown, yeah, the fighter. Yeah, Travis, Travis like, Brown. He's, like, you know, doing some talking for her. She's got a couple handlers around talking for her. You know, I've read things. Dana White said she's embarrassed. She's um, depressed. It's just interesting that someone who, I, I don't know, you guys know better than I do because you guys are more into it than me, but, but it just seems odd to see somebody who is like so kind of badass and ferocious. I just feel like the old Rhonda would say, she got the best of me, I'm going to come back and fuck her up. Yeah, exactly. But now she's like hiding out yeah, and like walking through. It's like almost like she was like a Kardashian. They, they opened up this big expensive yeah. truck for her, like a limo truck. Right. Back in the day, she would have been walking through the airport with like her mom or something. Yeah, but even even if she got her ass kicked back in the day, I feel like she would almost wear those wounds with pride in a sense and just like, you know, not hide from that stuff and just say, yeah, I, she was a better better woman that night and it's not over. I'm going to be back and fuck her up double. Yeah. Hey, but, um, let me ask you real quick. I mean, I remember, you, didn't you used to like, when you first had her on, did you guys used to like text me stuff? Oh my God, I would text her. She, she came on, our, when we did our SiriusXM show, Ronda Rousey came on, I think, four times. All... Besides the first one that I actually set up, 
all the other times were me texting her like an hour before the show and I'd be like because we didn't have a guest that day or like or something for some reason something would happen like for instance uh uh, I don't know. Something would happen to me, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, Rhonda, uh, do you want to come on and talk about this today?" She'd be like, "Sure, no, no problem. Yeah. What time?" Sometimes she'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I can come in after training. What time?" She would call in any, and she used. I used to text back and forth yeah. with her and everything. Right. Well, I was asking, did you ever notice? Like, did you just stop texting her? Or did she just like stop responding to you at some point? Well, you know, it's funny. I don't know. I, like, so I used to talk to her also on direct message on Twitter. And I tried to yeah. send her a direct message once, and I accidentally blocked her. So then, when you when you accidentally block someone, then they're not following you anymore either. So she oh. she was following me forever, and she would talk to me on direct message all the time. Um, and I accidentally blocked her. So then now I'm not, twi- I'm, you know, I mean, I refollowed her then, but then she's not following me. It's like her right, first right. order of business. Wait a minute, why why are why am I no longer following Abe? I haven't seen his <laughs> tweets in a while. So yeah, so she. I, well, then no, I, would, I, I asked. I asked. I asked that question seriously because I mean, she has to remember that you were the. I mean, I know she's. She's she, her star has exceeded your star at this point, but <laughs> I know that. I mean, you. You. I mean, you really were like the first person that she's like put around the ring. I mean, that is the truth. I mean, I, I. I'm just curious if she has like any like sentiment, sense of, like sentiment towards you for that. That's why I asked. I. I just don't know if like. You I'm know, sure. I'm sure she's. Forget- I'm sure she wouldn't even. Like, I'm sure at this point. Soft spot for Abe. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure at this point she doesn't even care. But you're right. I mean, we we put her on. I mean, she she did interviews before, but there's no other radio interview. We put her on a national radio show on the Howard Stern Network for a long time. For like it was it like a thirty like minute. It wasn't a thirty. Yeah, it wasn't a thirty second promo for the fight. It was like long conversation. If you haven't heard that interview, just go on the website and listen to it right now. Because yeah. in the beginning of the interview, I say. I say, you're going to be huge, you're going to be the champion, everyone's going to know who you are. And I said that in the first minute of the interview. Then we were talking about like how guys uh, send her tweets saying they jerk off to her feet. And so, like she was, yeah, yeah. she was down to talk about everything. Right. And it's just funny how now when she becomes a huge star, it's like now uh, there was like a media conference call and uh, she hung up when they asked her a personal question. So... Huh. It would be interesting to. I would love to interview her again now after you know after yeah. after that. But who know, who knows if it's going to happen at this point? I mean, obviously, I can't text her anymore and just get the exclusives anymore. Hey, Rhonda, could you come on in fifteen minutes? She came on once. We had Chael Sonnen on once, and I sent her a text, and she came on in ten minutes. Yeah, I said let's I surprise that. Chael. That, that that worked out horribly, by the way, because we had we had Ronda yeah, Rousey on hold, terrible. and I'm like. What, hey, Chill, what do you think about Ronda Rousey? And he, he's, he didn't say anything bad, really, but he didn't really say anything good. And it, I think it, he did. He, yeah, I think he made some kind of snarky remark about No, that. he said she's not, because he's a big Republican, Chill son, so he's like, but she's not as good as uh, some Republican woman, he, he mentioned. And then I'm like, oh, uh, well, Ronda's on hold here. And then she's like, oh, hey, Chill. Oh, hey, Ronda. he hung up, right? And then, yeah, he hung, no, I think he hung up on us a different time. Oh. <laughs> we got was, like, up. bipolar when- I know Dan's on hold. Well, you know, because that's funny. Cause it, it, yeah, real quick on that, though. Abe had Chill Sonnen on a bunch of times, too. And then one, for whatever reason, one episode, Abe started pressing him about his steroids. I didn't even like, pr- I didn't even press him. All I said was, no, I asked you him. Did, a, you did. You definitely did. I asked him a question about Alistair Overeem on steroids. And then he, he, he like, went into character. And then he hung up. And then the, the, the UFC PR guy sent me a text. And he said, oh, Chill wants you to know that he was in character when he ended that interview. 
Yeah, and then exactly, and then like you know, a couple weeks or months later, he came back on, and like nothing, nothing even happened. It, he was a bizarre guy to interview. Yeah, and him he and was, I first bonded. Predictable. Him and I remember when I used to wear that Dark Knight jacket, that awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like a, a motorcycle jacket type jacket, but I called it the Dark Knight jacket. I was wearing that at a Chicago UFC press conference, and Chael and I were talking there, and he told me how awesome the jacket was. And based on that conversation, that's how I got his number and everything. But anyways, let's get to something more important. Danny Gaga, did you make a deal with Satan to get your Nintendo to work perfectly every time? Yeah, I sold my soul to an NES in uh, a Zelda that always did for a little problem. Are you laying down? There? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's laying on the no, side. in the car. Oh, you're oh. in the car? Yeah. Did you have the phone in your lap when you were just talking? No. Okay, now it sounds good. No, but Dan, how, how did how did your Nintendo work perfect every time? I don't know. I was one of the lucky ones. I mean, I never had a blow in it. No alcohol, flop, <laughs> anything. It was amazing. Man. It was beautiful. Every every single game, he would pop it in, and it would just power up and never go out once. It made no sense. Did it still work, Dan? Uh, uh, yeah, the last time I used it, I mean, it's probably been about... Probably ten months. Last time I ten months. That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> it still works. That's insane. Wow. Twenty five years or more. Damn. Well, Sam, you got to go, right? Danny Gaga. That's Dan, Ryan and I will wrap this one up by ourselves. I do. Always good right. checking in with All you, right, Sam. Gentlemen. I'm sure the listeners were excited to get you uh, on. I, I, the, the feel, the feeling is very mutual here. All right. Back to the announcement. All right. Sam Cannon. Sam right, Cannon, please report back. Sam Cannon, please report back to room 306. The weather today will be 61 right. degrees. Guys. Today we're having meatloaf, mushroom gravy, potatoes, yams. For dessert, brownies. Did they say brownies in the dessert? <laughs> Dan, are you, is, is Dan still on? Hello? I guess he's gone too. It did sound like Dan was sleeping or something. Yeah, he he sounded. Th- th- this is what Dan sounded like. Hello. That's all I heard was him say any. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this first one standing up. I'm gonna say the same sentence standing up, and then I'm gonna lay down. And you tell me if you can do it. Okay. Yeah, I actually this is standing up. Okay. Yeah, I actually sold my soul to Satan to get an NES that worked. Right, okay, I, I understand that. I'm going to lay down on my stomach. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I actually sold my soul to Satan to get an NES that worked. It definitely sounds a lot more muffled and pathetic. <laughs> laying, on, laying on your stomach has to be the most pathetic position you could be in, right? Oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pathetic stance. Well, I think that, you know, there, there was, I, I, you, you and I know this. I mean, we, we did a, a radio. You probably still on the radio show that you're on. Mac how probably likes everyone to stand up, right? Yeah. Everyone stand, has their own, yep. their own preference. But a lot of that is because of the energy and, like, what it does to your lungs. I mean, it makes you sound more awake if you're standing up. If you're laying down and, like, collapsing your chest, I'm going to do it again. You just sound like you're out of breath. You just sound real tired and low. <laughs> <laughs> 
there is something to it. Like when you lay down and talk on your stomach, you sound pathetic just because it's like you, yeah. the actual physics of what ha- is happening to your body is, is weak. <laughs> and all all fluids in your body start like floating upward, like upstream towards your throat. <laughs> yeah, your nose starts running. <laughs> yeah, just shit starts coming out of your nose for no reason. Your throat is completely full. Like at any any point, you go like this. Well, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> you clear your throat at any point when you're laying on your stomach. At least, oh at least when you're standing, everything's going down. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you're right. All that shit's <laughs> coming upstream. Yeah. Uh, two other major stories: uh, the Charlie Sheen with HIV. That was uh, you wouldn't expect a guy like him to get HIV. A guy who has sex with tons of prostitutes, <laughs> does tons of drugs, a true asshole. And yeah. the crazy part was that he said he had sex twice uh, recently with uh, with women. Uh, unprotected sex and he's all oh, well it was under a doctor's care <laughs> under a doctor's a doctor care sitting in a chair in a corner yeah yep, that, that looks very good charlie <laughs> just <laughs> just don't go too deep charlie stay half and half do a half we we like to tell our, our hiv patients to go half and half charlie you go the full tip and half rod okay charlie no more stay ha- full tip half rod charlie half and half you gotta do half and half or oh fuck you're too deep pull out I mean, I think I honestly, I I get why he came out with this information. Said he was being extorted by too many people, but yeah. I don't, I don't know that that's going to stop. I think if if that report is true that he's had sex with two hundred women since he's been diagnosed in the last I mean, no, in the last two years, it said. Uh, yeah, I, you're right. It did say that, and I think uh, that's dude. That's huge trouble. Here, wait, I'm looking at TMZ right now. Magic John, just let me read you some of these headlines. Magic Johnson calls out Charlie Sheen. We should team up to fight HIV. Charlie Sheen, uh, uh, Brie, or Brie Olson. I didn't know Charlie had HIV. Unbelievable. Uh, Charlie Sheen, six sec- sex partners to sue more on the way. Um, there were women, according to this, that said they had sex with him as recently as a month ago, unprotected sex, and they didn't know he had HIV. Dude. That's not good. It, honestly, if if any of these women had contracted HIV from him, I mean, he's going to be he he will be broke. He'll be broke by this time next year. But shouldn't he go to jail for life if that happens? I, I believe he should. I mean, you don't. Yes. That that's the worst thing you could do to someone. Not tell them. I agree. And he's he's the kind of delusional asshole that would continue to have unprotected sex. Right, and and I I did read one of the things that his defense was that it was you know. He had his so managed that it was untraceable in his blood, so he thought that it was okay to go ahead and have sex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's such a piece of shit. Really, he really is. Think about it. I Howard Stern had Brie Olson on today. He she was. One I heard of, that interview. You heard the whole thing or just that clip? I heard. I heard more than just that clip. I heard a couple things, but I didn't listen to the whole thing. Okay, because I heard that clip where. She said that he wanted to use lambskin condoms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in, wait, why did she have such a problem with the lambskin condoms? Do they break? No, they're they're less protective against. They're less resistant to HIV or not not just HIV, but STDs are easily transmitted through lambskin. Isn't it funny that the guy who has HIV is insisting on using lambskin condoms? A certain kind of condom, yeah. 
It like, really is crazy. <laughs> like, you would think, at the very least, you're a piece of shit having sex with people while you have HIV. At the very least, you should wear the most protective condoms you could find. Yes. If you're not going to tell them, at least, at least wrap it up good. But he's a true narcissist, I think, who thinks he could do anything he wants. Like, he, if yeah. he wants sex, he's, like, for instance, he's still having unprotected sex. Right. How was that pot? Oh, it was under my doctor's care. What, like you said, was the doctor in the corner with a notepad? Very good, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie let me see. Let me see the dick. Any inflammation? Nope. Everything looks good. No, no nicks. Now, does the girl have a bloody <laughs> pussy? <laughs> does she bleed easy? Let me stick this popsicle stick in. No redness. All right, Charlie, penetrate. Let's go. Uh, let's just do the tip to start out. Pull out. Let me take a look. I don't see any cuts anywhere. Let's. Uh, of course, we do have the pee hole, Charlie, but uh, you can't get anything. It's her that'll get something. I mean, like how I don't get how 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 do you? I could, maybe I sound ignorant. How do you have sex unprotected if you have HIV and and not pass? Even though I did hear that if you're on the right medication, you only have like a one percent chance of passing it along. Well, maybe that's what he was thinking. Maybe he read that same stuff and thought that it was cool. That being said. If you have HIV and you find a girl nice enough to have sex with you, shouldn't you wear a condom anyway? Yeah. Isn't if, if Ryan, if, if if I told you, hey, you can have sex with uh, I don't know who's like the hottest girl you can think of right now, uh, Demi Lovato. I don't know. <laughs> sure, that works. I do like her, by the way. Yeah, I'm not into her. Uh, so anyways, okay, so Demi Lovato, but. There's a 1% chance he'll get HIV. Like, is it the 1% too? Like, I don't care who it is. That 1% is too much. It's too much. Yeah. You don't, I mean. Okay. Eve Torres, the former WWD. There you go. That's a good one for you. Uh, So Eve will have sex with you, Ryan, but it has to be unprotected. And there may be a 1% chance he'll get AIDS. And there's a doctor in the corner. Yeah. And and there's a doctor in the corner (laughs) with a lab coat on. Very good. Uh, Mr. Mano, now, could you please uh, pull off your <laughs> undergarments? Uh, now, Eve, no, we're going to do this missionary position. Lay on your back. Arch your back <laughs> up a little bit. Ryan, penetrate. Uh, doc, uh, I notice you're not hard yet, Mr. Mano. You want me to help you out? <laughs> it's because you're here, doctor. <laughs> you need a buffer? He puts his hand in your ass. Okay. So, to get back to your question, I would not. There, there isn't a, there isn't a woman or a situation on earth no. that would allow me to take that one percent chance. I just wouldn't. So what's wrong with these women that Charlie? And, and, there were stories that he had more prostitutes at his house like recently. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He said one of the people who blackmailed him was a prostitute that was at his house. She went into his bathroom and took pictures of his AIDS medication. Why would you keep the AIDS medication in your uh, cabinet in your bed? Like if I had AIDS, right? I'd keep the the medication in like a uh, either a cigar box that was said like cigars, or in, I'd have it like in in a uh, like a Nintendo that was. I had oh, all the guts peel, ripped up. Peel the label. Peel the labels on the thing. Right. I'd pe- yeah. Right. I'd put them in in like a uh, you know a Flintstone vitamins <laughs> bottle. Or, yeah. It would it would be some kind like a shoe box anywhere but my medicine cabinet. Right. I'd have a hollowed out telephone. I'd put them in there or something. 
<laughs> or like or like a hollowed out Bible. <laughs> I would just yeah. have the square cut out. I mean, any anything so that people wouldn't know that I had HIV medic. Not because I was gonna deceive people, but I wouldn't want like you to be over and go in my medicine cabinet. Hey, Abe, I noticed you have HIV medication in here. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, you're right. I and, mean, and once again, doesn't that show his 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 uh, his ignorance and and his uh, how his ego and how how yeah. he just leaves it out like that? Right. It just shows you that he just doesn't give a fuck about anything. I think, too, I, I would think, what, what, did Brie Olsen stop doing porn for him? I think she did, yep, right? Yeah, that's what she said, yeah. I mean, but you have to think that, like, even this, the shockwaves this would have in the porn industry. Because the, you know Charlie's had sex with more porn stars than just Brie Olsen. Oh, my God, yeah. And so, and so I bet the porn industry's on high alert right now. I bet they're going to have to shut down for like three months just to make sure they, they cross all their T's and dot all their I's because there's yeah. so much sex that's happened between Charlie Sheen's women and then hundreds of other guys and women right. that just yep. want... It, it's so easy to spread that shit. It's like a forest fire. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All it would take is one woman that works in that industry to have sex with Charlie, contract it, and then pass it on. I mean, it... it it could spread like you're right. It could spread like wildfire. There's something huh. about HIV announcements too that always like creep me out. Is it? Isn't it like for some? When I see that, I don't know. It just it's a weird. I always have a weird reaction to it. It's almost like they died. It's like they're li- yeah, the li- it, it's it, like it, they're it, living dead, kind of. You're right, and I don't. I mean, I think with the advances of modern medicine, I think it's probably super manageable and people can live normal lives on it. But there is something to it where you look at them in a different light. It's almost like you look at them like they're they're dying right before you. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. It's weird. Yeah. Right. But that's not the case. Yeah, I like mean, Magic Johnson's yeah. been alive for almost 25 years since he announced it. He looks healthier than me. Right. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> he's like the healthiest guy there is. He probably is. Yeah. I ain't he's got HIV no more. But wouldn't you say that too? Like, I wouldn't want if if I had it too. I'd say, oh yeah, it's untraceable. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you try to downplay it. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be. I, if I had HIV though, I would retire my dick. It just wouldn't be fair to these women. I mean, you could get by with you know jerking off or something. Totally. Like, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to continue to do that when when you're going to put people at risk like that? That's when you put your dick in retirement. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you find a willing partner, I wouldn't feel right doing that to them. The only way is if the, the, your willing partner also had it. Yeah. And then at that point, I guess it's it's it doesn't matter, I guess. Right. I mean, could you get a stronger strand if you put yours in with the other strand? I don't think so. I think once you have it, you have it. Yeah. A stronger strand. <laughs> we sound so stupid. <laughs> I, I, I sound so stupid right now. <laughs> At least one of our listeners has to have HIV. And it's funny, Ryan, we were talking about um, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago how you found that letter for your neighbor yeah, that so, said... Someone, someone said his man was neighbor, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, you said you, you, you accidentally opened mail and someone, it said they were positive for HIV. So maybe you live yeah. with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> you know, Ryan, Charlie Sheen getting HIV wasn't the most shocking news. Um, who would have thought that an obese, uh, diabetic guy who did a ton of drugs, drank a ton of booze, and got hit in the head with bricks, Don Vito, the uncle of Bam Margera, would die. Oh, yeah. That's another huge shocker. (laughs) (laughs) 
that, that one, that's not the kind of death. So those types of death. In fact, the other day I was in the car and Jill goes, oh, Don Vito died. And I said, oh. And that's it. But right? no, that's it. No one's like, what? Don Vito passed away? There's, there's zero shock value in hearing that Don Vito died. Like you have the same reaction as if you're, um, if you're going to, to get your car fixed, then you're like, oh, your favorite mechanic's not here because his aunt died yesterday, but he'll be back on Friday. You're like, oh, that sucks. Oh, Anyways, uh, so could he come and could he fix my brakes then on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the reaction you have. It, it is exactly the same. There's absolutely no shock in it. But if you heard, you know, just keeping in celebrity deaths, right? If you were like, oh my God, Bradley Cooper passed away. I like or how you used him Jen- as an example. Or Jennifer Lawrence died. You know, you'd be like, what? How? What yeah. on earth? Yeah, when Don Vito dies, you don't even you don't even care how it happened. No, you don't even want details. You're just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Anyways, back to the Ronda Rousey <laughs> knockout. Do <laughs> you believe Ronda Rousey walked through the airport with a pillowcase on her head? <laughs> no, no, I said Don Vito died. No, I heard you. Do you believe Ronda? Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, have you ever been to those theaters, Ryan, where you have the reclining seats? Yes. Have you ever stood up in the middle of that to, like, either go to the bathroom or, like, get food or something to drink? I did. Is, is there anything more disgusting than that theater of people all laid out in those reclining seats? <laughs> it, there is something. You're right. It's it is funny. gross. No, you're right. And, and you don't re- realize. That's a great point. You don't realize that it doesn't sink in until you walk back into the theater and see it. When you, sit, when you go sit down and all the lights are up before the movie starts and you lay back, you feel like you're in the lap of luxury. Yeah. But when you walk back in <laughs> and you can smell all their food and like... Yeah, it's like walking know, into a... It's like, it's, like, it's like a shelter. Like you walk and everyone's yeah. laid out on cots. Yeah, you're right. It, it does. It looks like a homeless shelter. I was, or I like, went, a, like a nursing home or something. I went to see uh, that, that Johnny Depp movie. I forgot what it's called. But I, I forgot what it's called because I, I fell asleep 20 minutes in. I woke up. Uh, stood up to like go to the bathroom, and I came back and I left. I'm like, let's get out of here. I can't, I, I can't be in here because it's so. Dis- <laughs> I, I was so grossed out, honestly, by how disgusting everyone looked. I don't want people to be that comfortable around me ever. No, you're right. It's that's that's very good. That's a good point. Oh, they look so gross, laid out like that. Oh, their shirts all riding up, people snoring. <laughs> uh, Ugh, they're all eating. They have food on their... And do you ever see the people who eat, like, hot chips? They, they like, take them out of the bag, then they wipe their hand quickly on their jeans to, like, kind of wipe their hand oh, off? Oh, God. Why would you do that? Why? You know... It was always the same for me as a kid. Like, when kids would, would uh, in school, they would eat, you know, Cheetos or something and then turn pages in books. Oh, yeah, the, the red even, fingerprints. The fingerprints. Yeah, not even, not even recognize or realize that they were doing that, and I would just stare at the book. Where they were touching it. <laughs> I talked about this. Didn't, didn't we talk about this on the Sirius show? Because maybe in, in college, it was always this fat girl would eat flaming hot Cheetos, and then she'd have the red fingerprints all over the book. And on the train, I remember seeing that going to school. <laughs> someone was eating flaming hot Cheetos with her white book pages, flipping pages with those big red fingerprints. How dare you do that to your books? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking disgusting. <laughs> Uh, two two last things, Ryan. I want to hit before we uh, wrap this up. Yeah. Um. So I saw this tweet. Thanks to hell yeah, the band. I've got my. Or thanks to hell yeah, I've got my inspiration for my next tattoo. 
the final verse of Moth. Now, I had no idea what that was. They, they tagged me on it for some reason. I don't know. Or no, no, I know why. Because I, I work for uh, SiriusXM Octane. I do, like, voice work for them. And I follow them on Twitter. So they Octane retweeted this tweet, right? Gotcha. So I'm like, what the fuck is Moth? So I look it up, and they're the shittiest lyrics ever. So some guy said, thanks. So in other words, they played this song called Moth. And some guy said, thanks, SiriusXM Octane. Or, or I'm sorry, thanks, hell yeah. Now I've got my inspiration for my next tattoo. The final verse of Moth. Jesus. Like, could you imagine that shitty tattoo? And, then, like, the guy's at a bar thinking he's cool, like, on his on his forearm. <laughs> What's that? Final verse of Moth. Goodbye. <laughs> it's not like it's not like oh it's it's uh the third verse of imagine by john lennon or, you know what i mean it's right. like it, there's it's the, the the final verse of moth <laughs> by the band hell yeah yeah by the band hell yeah <laughs> it's not even a hell yeah tattoo it's a verse from one of their shitty songs called moth Jeez, and i looked it up because you sent me the screen grab of that and i uh I mean, all those, those lyrics are just like it's like generic dark words. It doesn't even make sense. It's just like a, a, it's like you pick, you put depressing sounding words in a hat and pull them out to form a sentence. Where it doesn't even mean anything. It's just like downtrodden, the lightning for my flesh, the sadness enveloped my bleeding head. What? What? What are you even saying? And this guy got it on his body to impress people. Okay. The ruler of the kingdom that ends up the pawn. So tired of thinking of where it all went wrong. Friendships, Ugh. they come and go, and sometimes they end. Uh, let's see. You're put, I don't know what the final verse could be. I'm not a hero or a villain. Not a god. I'm just a man. Staring through the hourglass at the footprints in the sand. I'm stripping yeah, off no, my no armor. No one thought you were a god. Homie. My battles no are done. Wave my white flag to surrender and fly into the sun. That's what he wants on his arm? Oh, my God. That has to be what he's talking about. I'm not a hero or a villain, not a god. No one would ever mistake this scumbag for a god. <laughs> no one's mistaking him for anything other than what he is. He's the kind of guy who would get a hell yeah lyric tattooed on his body. That's it. You're, no one thought you were a hero. No one thought you were a villain. No one thought about you. Period. <laughs> No one ever thinks of you, ever. No. No. <laughs> no matter what the situation is, no one ever thinks of you. <laughs> and you know he's going to go to some shitty tattoo artist that he know, that does like tattoo parties at 3 in the morning when everyone's yeah. drunk. There will be several misspellings in that tattoo. Give me $40 and I'll tat one on. Give me four, 30 Give me 40 35 Five. Give me 35 like, when you're negotiating with a tattoo artist between 40 and $30, it's probably not going to be good work. No. no. You know most tattoos are just dog shit, right? Right. Like, the guy, it's either their friend did it or they went to the shittiest place. If I ever... I don't have any tattoos, but if I ever did go, I would spend, like, $1,000 and let, like, Kat Von D do it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, someone I, really good. I think... Someone, there's an old, like, a, not old, but, like, there's a saying that says, like, two things you never want to discount on are tattoos and sushi. <laughs> That's true. You're right. <laughs> like, you don't want to get sushi at uh, at Golden Corral or something. No. You don't want to go budget sushi because that means that it's either bad fish or it's been sitting out or, you know. 
<laughs> and you don't want to haggle over a tattoo because a guy who's willing to take 35 is probably not going to be good work. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me 40, man. I have, to, I have to write a whole verse on your arm. No, man. <laughs> 40, that's too much. We're, we're probably talking this. $40, that's too much, man. <laughs> 20, 20. He'd go down to 20. <laughs> now you're just insulting my intelligence, brother. All right, five, five, sorry, sorry, 30, 30. Uh, and, you know, they both have in their head the 35 number that they're both going to meet at the whole time. <laughs> like, the minute he said 40, he knew he was willing to meet at 35. Oh, yeah. He didn't even consider getting the... Like, he didn't think it would be like, all right, cool. For, meanwhile, $40 for a tattoo for the rest of your life, that's like one of the best deals you could ever find, right? Ever. But even the shitty tattoo artist at the tattoo party at 3 a.m. at Riley in Riley's garage laying on a leather couch where everyone's fucked up, he knew when he threw out that number that it was too high for that for that audience. Uh, I don't know. Give me $40, bro. $40? What do you mean $40? <laughs> uh, l- last thing I want to mention I find it interesting We talked about this Ryan uh, I think we were texting or something I find it interesting When everyone on Facebook Has those the, Like the French Or the, the France uh, Flag generator profile pictures yeah. And I said I just assume That everyone supports Victims of horrible tragedies Like I I, I just assume That you do <laughs> Like I don't right. need I don't need to see Your, your picture on a, uh, a, the the France flag to know that you support those victims because it should just go without saying that yes yes wait a minute wait a minute Tansy in Mundelein she supports the victims oh my god I can't believe it she's supporting those victims of this horrible uh, senseless crime I can't be- so I said instead of having uh, 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 a France flag generator, Facebook should have an ISIS flag generator. So then you know who the assholes are who you need to like block or, or block or unfollow or unfriend. I, yeah. That's hilarious. And it's true. I mean, it goes. It, like, it, I want to know who the assholes are. I don't want to know. I, I just assume, Ryan, that you, you support those victims. I, I assume yeah. it. Right. So if you don't support it, I want you to put the ISIS flag up. So that I know to unfollow you and, and block you. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Even beyond that, I, I think the intention behind creating something like that is good. Where it's, you know, like, whoever comes up with, oh, they have Facebook. They're like, oh, we should do a, a thing where you just click a button and it puts that little flag overlay on your photo. It'll be great. I think the intention is good, but it ends up doing more harm because people just... It's as easy as clicking a button to pretend to be socially aware. So that's where it stops. People don't even feel like they need to read up about it or understand oh, what yeah. happened or why. Yeah, they, they just d- can click a button and then they, they look like they're in the know and then they move on. That's it. And the worst so it ends that, up doing more harm because people aren't even being educated or informed about what's happened. And even worse than that is, I, I don't know because I didn't do it, of course, but it'll say like, Ryan Mano temporarily changed his profile picture to this. So there's some kind of timer on it. So like <laughs> let's two see. weeks when everyone when there's something new to care about it'll be gone. No, but it's set up obviously because it says a temporary profile picture, so it must expire yeah. at some point. So like, right. what if I want to keep mine up for like a year? Mm-hmm. I have to. What am I going to lose it? Or like, how does how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, it's, something like that shouldn't expire. Like if if you want to manually eventually at some point change it, you should be able to do that. It shouldn't just expire. I saw a girl. Uh, her profile picture was her in a bikini 
with that. And that's with that, true. Yeah, I saw that same. I, I, saw, I, I, I sent you the picture. About. Yeah, she's wearing a bikini, and she behind the French flag. Yeah, probably not. Not what they had in mind. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> God, couldn't you change your profile picture just at least for the two weeks when you have this temporary? Put on clothes. Yeah, just put. Not be leaning up against the wall doing a seductive pose of your finger in your mouth. Yeah, she had like her boobs pointed out, her ass out, yeah. her she completely like tilted. She, it was like a shot that you would see on like Girls Gone Wild, like right before totally. she flashes. Come yep. on, take it off. I, I can't. And then she sticks her tongue out and pulls her shirt off. That's the kind of stance <laughs> she was in. Like she was, I'd say five seconds before sticking her tongue out and taking off her shirt or her bra because she already had no yeah. shirt on. Um, isn't it funny too how everyone is attacking Obama when he didn't even have anything to do with it? Like, can't Obama sit this one out? He didn't do anything. This happened on foreign soil. And everyone's like, fuck Obama. I can't believe he let this happen. It's like, <laughs> Obama didn't do anything. He, he was sitting here. In our, and then he, Obama's like, oh, yeah, I, I think ISIS, is, we're pretty secure here. And then everyone's like, oh, apparently he doesn't watch the news. No, he does watch the news because that attack didn't happen in our country. People are idiots, man. Like, like Obama doesn't watch the news. I mean, Obama's beyond needing to watch the news. And, and that goes for any president. The president gets briefings at the highest level of security. They don't, they're not like, <laughs> you know, Stan from, uh, you know, Sherman Oaks, California, watching <laughs> CNN to get like, a, a, to stay abreast of what's happening in the world. That's yeah. not what, how Obama gets caught up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just the fact that people say, oh, he's not watching the news. He didn't say there's not ISIS attacks around the country. He right, said there's right. none here. I mean, yeah. when, when, so this is what it's like. This is exactly what, what it's like. When 9-11 happened, were people in France talking shit to their president? You fucking asshole. How could you let this happen? How could you let this happen? I yeah, guarantee right. that didn't happen once. Totally. I, I guarantee no one's attacking Putin. How, how the fuck did you let 9-11 happen, Putin, you piece of shit? Yeah. It, it just, I mean, whatever. If, if you don't like Obama, fine. But could he sit this one out? He didn't do anything this time. I mean, and that's where you lose credibility. When honestly, when you're somebody who blames, it was the same when you know. Again, this is this isn't just a political thing about Obama necessarily. I mean, it was Bush. If someone would blame, like someone had a car accident, and they'd be like, "Thanks, Bush." No, <laughs> then you lose credibility because yeah, when you blame everything on somebody, that just means you're an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I mean. It's almost like you're just looking for a reason to talk shit about Obama. Of course. And then so everything you say from that point on is like, okay, all right, there goes the crazy guy just talking again. You, you, <laughs> you, you lose credibility when you blame everything on somebody. As a matter of fact, I lose credibility almost instantly when people start talking about politics on social media. Just because who, who, are, who are you preaching to anyway? Like, let's, right. say, let's say you and I, Ryan, hated, uh, I don't know, uh, Incubus or something. I don't know. Some mm -hmm. band. Maybe we could have a private conversation. Man, I can't believe that Brandon Boyd. What an asshole. Fuck him. And then you're joining in and we're talking shit, right? But yeah. why, why not just do that? If you hate Obama, there's probably three other guys on your Facebook page who hate him. So why don't you just send them <laughs> private messages or tag to a texting uh, uh, a group chat? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think people think that they're... Here's what it is. People that are so impressionable, it's like the, the guys posting Rush Limbaugh quotes as their status updates <laughs> are the morons who are impressionable enough 
to where that stuff resonates with them. So they must, they think that everyone else is as easily swayed. So like exactly. they think they think that by posting that they're going to change mind just as easily as their mind has been guided. And the way these conversations work, I, I did this thing today where I, my company they want all they do these like producer calls. I've never been on one before. But it's like where all the other radio shows say, hey, so uh, this week we did this bit where uh, the formaldehyde or on the street guy went out and was throwing eggs at bird's nests. And we were like saying, hey, do you miss your cousins? <laughs> you know, shit like that. So I've, n- I've never done one of these before. So I just assumed that I could put it on speaker and not talk. And yeah. then at some point they're like, uh, Abe Cannon from The Loop, what do you think about that? Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, fuck. But, that, but so anyways... They the some of the morning shows were like, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but here in uh, wherever Minneapolis, they have this thing here called Black Lives. Ma- this is exactly what he said. They have this thing called Black Lives Matter, and uh, like he says it like we don't know what that is. Right. Like that's like I don't know if you guys heard about this, but they have this thing called Black Lives Matter, and then uh, he got <laughs> and then he said. And uh, they posted a hashtag yesterday that said "fuck Paris," so we were kind of covering that. And I said, I, I came on right away. I, I like couldn't bite my tongue. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Talking about the Paris attacks, talking about stuff like Black Lives Matter, all you're going to do are take calls from a bunch of racist white guys who make you sound racist. Even if some of them are making some good points, just to have ten white guys in a row call and say. Fuck, fuck the, the the Muslims, man. Fuck all these Muslims. Let's bomb their dumb ass. Let's bomb those, those sheets off their heads, man. Fuck them. If you take a bunch of calls like that, it makes you sound like a trashy piece of shit show. And when, does, you, right. when, when, when you cover Black Lives Matter and then you're like, no, no, it's all lives matter. Then some hit calls in. Yeah, man, I agree, man. Fuck them, man. The black people don't matter. It's like, even if you're trying to not sound racist it makes you sound completely racist it just happens so yeah, why, right. why even talk why even go into these subjects politics religion terrorist attacks anything with race why even mm-hmm. get into these i mean you you if you could find the humor in them that's one thing but why even go into them where you're going to just take calls from angry assholes like the guy you said yep. who's quoting rush limbaugh there's there's no you can't win no you're right yeah it's the worst it's the worst thing you could do in, in my I'm opinion Ryan, Ryan, we'll end on this uh, just because I, I don't want to end on such a, a sour note. Yep. I I got off. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was driving home from work and I I, I wasn't paying attention probably because I was texting the whole time. Do you text the whole time you drive, Ryan? <laughs> I try not to anymore. I used to. I used to be terrible at it. But I really, I really, really try not to. Because you're actually in a more dangerous driving area now in California. Yeah, I they're think they're going that's a lot faster. It was like I, and when you know your route to work. There's this weird thing in your head where it's almost like you know where the curves are. In the oh road my god, you're right. Down. When I drive to work yeah. at like four in the morning, I I, yeah. I don't even pay. T- I mean, I know everything. Yep. It's almost like being. I guess it's like being blind. Like you yeah. wonder how blind guys know how to get around. It's yeah, it's because they go the same couple places and they know where the sidewalk turns. I bet if I close my eyes, I could drive to work. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But anyways, well, I I drove home and I got off at the wrong exit, and. I, 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 I was in the shit, like, you ever get off in one of these shitty neighborhoods where you're just in fear of your life instantly? Yeah, you're wondering what the quickest route to the, yes, yes, like, how can I get back to the highway immediately? Like, you're praying that, that your tire doesn't blow out or someone doesn't throw yeah. a flaming garbage can in front of your car? <laughs> yeah. 
so anyways, I looked to my left. There was a place called Debt Donut. And I believe I also sent you a picture of this. Room. Yeah, you did. Debt <laughs> so, Donut. Yeah. D-A-T. Yeah, D-A-T Donut. And then it said uh, they also sold ribs there for some reason. And it said elbow licking good. God, dude, that's the grossest grossest thing ever. Elbow licking good. So what does that mean? Like, you're eating ribs, and then the sauce drips down your elbow, and then, like, I can't even lick, I I just tried, I can't lick my, could you lick, try licking your elbow? No, I think it's, I think I've heard before that it's impossible to lick your own elbow. So what does that mean? Like, you're so disgusting that that sauce is... You're covered in so much stuff (laughs) that you're you're licking your whole hand, fingers, arms, wrist, all the way up to your elbow. Uh, All right. Well, we'll wrap it up on that. Uh, Base base wasn't able to join us because uh, I think he's still in... uh, He's still in shock over the Ronda Rousey loss. So, probably. Uh, he'll probably be <laughs> next week. But uh all right, we'll holler next week. We'll talk to you. Peace. See ya.